Welcome to the podcast where we answer the question, that's healthy? This is your host, Hope Brandt. Social media has really done a doozy on our perception of health and wellness, and I want to help set the record straight. Quick fixes and fad diets? Unachievable beauty standards? Extreme fitness challenges that leave you more broken than when you started? I'll pass. Taking ownership of your choices, treating your body and mind with respect, filling your life with things and people that lift you up instead of tear you down. Yeah, that's healthy. And that's exactly what you'll find here. Let's start the show. Welcome to episode 11. I am so excited to record this episode today, and I'm titling this episode the one I hope my daughter listens to, Cultivating Positive Body Image. So obviously, this topic is extremely important to me, and I have yet to come across a client or really just even a friend or acquaintance or (laughs) anyone who I've had a nutrition-related conversation with who hasn't been affected by some type of body image issue. And issue kind of makes it seem like a big word or like a problem. But I'm not necessarily saying everyone has a problem with their body image, but I am saying that everyone has a relationship with their personal body image. And so knowing where you stand in that relationship, how to identify if it needs some work, and then how to actually take the steps to improve your body image is just really, really important. So this is what I'm hoping to provide with this episode. So let's go ahead and just get right into the subject matter. And first, let's just talk about body image in general, what it is, what it means, um, how it relates to you. Because I feel like this can be, again, a very sensitive topic because it's hard to (laughs) admit either that you have some body image issues that you need to work through. And it's hard to ultimately, you know, first step, become aware of how your body image affects your actions and your beliefs and your relationship with your body. So body image ultimately is your own perception of your body. And this is so interesting to me because your body image is in your brain. It really has nothing to do with what you are actually physically seeing in the mirror or how your body physically presents itself. It's your own perception of your body, how you feel about your body and what you believe about your body. That is body image. So again, (laughs) even people who from the outside, you know, someone could look at and think this person is by all (laughs) societal standards you know, very beautiful and would have no reason to have body image issues. It's not about that. It's not about the actual reality of your body. It's about how you perceive your body to be. And a lot of times people from the outside who no one would expect to have, you know, problems or negative body image definitely do deal with those problems. All right. So that is body image. And I want to talk about body positivity. 
versus body neutrality. And these are some really interesting concepts. Um, And I think body positivity and closer to kind of body love has gotten a lot of recognition on social media um, and in the media, media campaigns for, you know, different modeling and body sizes and things like that, which I love. I love seeing the celebration of bodies and what they can do for us and different representations of beauty. But I feel like a lot of times loving your body can feel very out of reach. So if you're in that place, I think shifting maybe instead of (laughs) thinking that you have to love your body to have a positive body image, maybe shifting into what we know more as body neutrality, where you don't have to love your body, but you also are not hating and shaming your body. You're in this place of it is what it is, and this is the reality of my body, but it doesn't determine my self-worth. It doesn't determine the actions that I take to respect myself. And so I think maybe diminishing the importance of how you feel about your body on any given day, right? Because feelings change. Feelings are not facts. Feelings are not representations of any form of reality other than what you are emotionally experiencing in that moment, which is very real in itself, right? But it doesn't necessarily reflect the full picture of reality. So cultivating body neutrality can be a bridge to get to the place of feeling true positivity and even maybe loving your body at one point. But do know it doesn't have to come from, (laughs) you know, you're feeling very uncomfortable in your body and you can't ever imagine loving your body straight to, you know, 24-7 celebrating your body and (laughs) loving it all the time. I think even probably people who have extremely positive body images don't love their body all the time and don't necessarily wake up every single day looking in the mirror thinking, you know, I love every single thing I see. It's not about that. So know that there's this bridge of body neutrality that we can kind of walk across to get to the point of having more positive body image days than negative. With the rest of this episode, we're going to get into characteristics that promote positive body image and characteristics that emerge from positive body image. So I think it's important to make this distinction because we want to focus on building a skill set that can promote positive body image. Those are the things that are really within our control. And then characteristics that emerge from positive body image is really more of the result of taking the time to work to build that skill set that creates positive body image. There's four main characteristics that promote positive body image. And then we'll also get into four characteristics that emerge from positive body image. So let's go ahead and dive in. And again, I want this to be skills that you can identify and develop in order to create a more positive body image. This isn't just, (laughs) you know, love yourself And then there's nothing really concrete to go with that. Having positive body image is a skill that we can develop. And so 
I think looking at it from that perspective is really important because there are tangible things that you can do to help yourself create a positive body image. It's not just something that's up to fate. It's not just something that people are born with and other people aren't. Everyone has the capability to cultivate these skills. And a lot of times, people who seem to just inherently have positive body image um, have been cultivating these skills from childhood, just based on their environment and maybe based on you know, what they were able to observe and see if their family or their parents or their mother emulated these characteristics. It might not just be something that's in full conscious awareness, but as adults, it's our job to be able (laughs) to identify where we're lacking and we can bring these skills into consciousness and add them to our routine to help create a positive body image, not only for ourselves, but a positive body image that can end up influencing our circle of friends, our family, our children. And that's, I really think, the the heart of it all. We all have the power to influence the people that are close to us. Okay, here are four characteristics that promote positive body image, and we'll kind of go through each of these throughout the rest of the episode. First is unconditional acceptance from those who matter most. Second is media literacy slash protective filtering. Third is embracing a more diverse standard of beauty. And fourth is belief in a higher power that creates each person to be unique. So I'm going to go backwards and I'm just going to kind of start on this last one because I think that it's kind of the least concrete that requires the least amount of like skill building around it because belief in a higher power that creates each person to be unique. This belief in itself is unique to each of us and is really based on our experience and what we choose to believe as far as religion or spirituality and what shapes the world. So I will say, personally, I believe that Jesus died on the cross for us, and God created each of us with a unique purpose that only we can fulfill if we're living in his will. So with that belief in the higher power that I call God, that I recognize as Jesus, that helps me believe that my body that houses my soul gives me unique purpose that cannot be fulfilled by anybody else. And being able to rest in the fact that I am special in the sense that I'm created by God and loved by Jesus enough that he would die on the cross. So this is how my personal belief in a higher power influences the respect that I can have for my body in the sense that it houses a soul so special that God... (laughs) God thought it was important enough to create and put on this earth. So again, this can be unique to whatever spirituality resonates with you and whatever you choose to believe. Okay, so that's kind of the last one (laughs) and really what I wanted to say about that. And we'll get into that a little more as we talk through these other three. Now let's go back and backtrack a little bit and let's start from the top. 
and talk about unconditional acceptance from those who matter most. So for a lot of people, this looks like your parents when you are a small child. And now being adults and looking back on that, we cannot change how we felt during that time or how our parents treated us, but we can put a new importance on cultivating an accepting and loving environment and put a new importance on whose opinion we value most and whose acceptance we value most. For a lot of people shifting from looking for an external source of validation and turning it to more of an internal source of validation, aka looking at yourself and providing that unconditional acceptance for yourself can kind of be the turning point in creating that accepting and loving environment. So this is feeling valued and loved for authentic qualities that are not contingent on appearance. So I think really being able to do that for yourself first is the most important thing. And again, this can come back to a spirituality aspect as well, where if you're residing in God and in Jesus to provide and to show the value that you inherently possess because you're on this earth and God doesn't make mistakes, we're here for a reason, and you believe that, then that can be that same internal source of validation that isn't dependent on the outside world or external factors. If you believe in a spiritual entity that does not change, that creates good, then that can help in this aspect as well. So unconditional acceptance from those who matter most. Okay, a lot of times our environment is still extremely, extremely important to us, even if we've reached that point of acceptance with ourselves. So I think another way you can create that environment of acceptance for yourself is surrounding yourself with others who hold positive body image or who are striving to do so. And what that is going to look like is decreased diet or body talk, not shaming ourselves, not talking down about our bodies or other people's bodies. Um, I think being very aware of the conversations that you're having with your circle, with your friends, with those people who will inherently influence you. The people we're surrounded by are always going to hold an influence in our lives, whether that's positive or negative. So I think being able to recognize that and then recognize the type of influence that they're having on you. So surrounding yourself with others who hold positive body image or who are who are striving to do so can really help shift the conversations and the focus of everyday life from very external things like how someone's body looks, judging <laughs> whether someone's gotten plastic surgery or not on reality TV, always commenting on someone's body first before you comment on anything else, always having something to say about your own body. <laughs> like this makes me think of the scene in Mean Girls where they stand in front of the mirror and just like say negative things about their body, <laughs> right? That's the opposite <laughs> of what we want to be doing. So if you're finding that a lot of your conversations sound like this, 
I really think it's up to you to either change the conversation, change the topic, or, you know, just start to have less participation in these moments and or with these people and not saying, you know, to cut people out of your life, but just to be very aware of how this can influence you and being open with what you're trying to do, what you're trying to value, how you're trying to shift your perception of creating acceptance around your body. Um, And that's very hard to do if you are judging other people's bodies all the time. So I think just being very, very aware of that. Okay, so that is our first point, unconditional acceptance from those who matter most. And actually, I do want to add one more thing. If you are in the position to offer that unconditional acceptance as a mentor to someone or as a friend, as a mother, as a parent, I think one of the most important ways to do that is to limit any type of body comments in totality. Really focus on those internal factors and why you love that person, right? So one of the skills right up at the top was, or really when we're defining feeling that unconditional acceptance is you're feeling valued and loved for authentic qualities that are not contingent on your appearance. So how can you project that to someone today? How can you show your daughter that you love her for who she is, her personality, her qualities, instead of how she looks? And I know (laughs) it's super easy to say, of course I do that. Of course I tell people that. But if our first comment is always, you look so cute in that dress, or you look so pretty today, or I love your eyes, or (laughs) whatever it is, even those super, super innocent and sweet compliments, put the focus on how someone's body looks. So really focusing on complimenting people, not based on an external appearance, based on their authentic personality qualities, I think can go a very long way in showing that unconditional love and acceptance for who they are that's not contingent on how their body looks. Let's go into our next characteristic that promotes positive body image. And this one is a lot more concrete. And I love talking about this because it's something that affects us all now and we really cannot escape it. So learning how to be literate in deciphering the media and especially social media and being aware of media manipulation and dishonesty is such an important skill. Okay, so we're talking about media literacy. So media literacy is awareness of fabricated and unrealistic nature of media images. So this can be anywhere, social media, advertisements, movies, toys even, you know, music, music videos, video games, and really bringing awareness to the unrealistic nature of a lot of those images. I was just talking with someone in my DMs, I think last night or this morning. And uh, I had posted something about watching Selling Sunset on Netflix. And uh, she replied to the story, you know, we were just kind of talking about the show and (laughs) the like trash TV entertainment factor of it. 
but saying how problematic the representation of these women are in the sense of promoting unrealistic beauty standards. So just being able to pick that out and be aware that, hey, this representation of whatever body form you're talking about, and a lot of times it's women who are hypersexualized, expected to live up to extremely unrealistic beauty standards <laughs> that aren't just unrealistic. They're literally not physically possible. <laughs> They're manipulated by Photoshop or by other editing software. And so just being aware of the manipulation of those images, being aware that what you're seeing is not real is a fantastic place to start and and approaching media with a critical eye. Okay, so let's get into a little bit more of, of what that means. So first of all, being aware, right? Second, protective filtering of media inputs. So this is not only being aware, but this is rejecting and challenging images and messages that could endanger your own body image. Studies show media literacy education in girls as young as fifth grade correlates with higher self-esteem and higher body satisfaction. So it is extremely important to not only be aware of it and recognize it, but talk about it, identify it, and choose to challenge it openly. For you, maybe that looks like not using filters on social media to create content that does promote a realistic image of what a woman looks like. Maybe for you, this looks like not participating in any type of beauty procedures and or being very honest <laughs> about if you do. So, you know, that's things like Botox or cosmetic surgeries or even things as, you know, seemingly inconsequential as getting your hair colored, getting your eyebrows done, getting your eyelashes done. You know, this can all create very unrealistic pictures of, you know, what a, a natural woman looks like. Yeah, you might not have any makeup on and might not be using a filter, but you've gotten Botox and microblading and your eyelashes done, and which is totally your prerogative or anyone's prerogative to do as they choose with their own body. But portraying that as a natural representation of beauty is dishonest. It's not natural. There's been lots of things <laughs> that have gone on behind the scenes to create that representation of beauty. So, you know, if you are participating in wanting to reject or challenge those images, I think being very honest with what's going on is super important. Okay, other action items. Cultivating a critical eye, which again, it's not just accepting everything you see. It's not scrolling social media thinking, oh, I wish I could look like that. It's just, you know, it's, oh, it's all genetics or they work so much harder than me or whatever it is. It's scrolling social media and thinking, is this real? <laughs> because it might not be. <laughs> it's scrolling social media and thinking, okay, and, and even if it is real, this has no impact on my own self-worth and my authentic beauty based on who I am inside. But again, I think it's very, very important to know and recognize that so much of what we see in the media, I mean, literally any advertisement, unless 
the sole purpose of the ad is to show unfiltered beauty. Like I, I think I've seen Dove or and some other brands run campaigns based on that concept where, you know, they're very upfront about not editing, um, not photoshopping, not doing any of those things, which the fact that a campaign can be run on that just shows how out of the ordinary it is. But being able to know that anything that you see like that genuinely is not the reality of how these people look or how it's even possible to look. Real skin isn't airbrushed. People with real bodies have rolls when they bend over. Clothes dig into the side of you and create skin that hangs over your yoga pants. Like these are all real, normal things. <laughs> and so not seeing that represented is damaging if we're not actively challenging it in our own brain. So cultivating that critical eye. Something else that you can do is to edit your social feeds. So if you're constantly coming across these sources that promote this unrealistic beauty standard, unfollow them. If it's someone that you know that you still want to support but don't want to see because it's damaging, then mute their social channels, mute their stories, mute their posts. It truly is up to you to cultivate this environment for yourself, especially in terms of the media that you view. And social media is a huge, huge, huge proponent of that. So edit your social feeds if you're coming across things that are constantly making you compare and feel bad about your body. Choose to stop viewing them and reject the standardized beauty and body size and realize that body diversity exists. Diversify your media inputs. Look for accounts where body diversity is shown. Look for people in bigger bodies who are doing things that you're interested in, that are doing things that are you're interested in that are outside of like nutrition and fitness, right? Who are doing interesting things in the body that they're in currently. A couple of really great resources to continue to build media literacy. There's a documentary and it's called The Illusionists. It's a fantastic resource. And it's not too long. You can, I think you can purchase it on basically any streaming service or you might have to go to Amazon. I'm not sure. But again, that's called The Illusionists and a book called More Than a Body. And if you've followed me for any length of time or if you're one of my clients, you know that I cannot say enough positive things about this book. I truly, truly think that the information they present is, I mean, can be life-changing, not to be <laughs> overly dramatic, but if you have not read More Than a Body by Lexi and Lindsay Kite, they're twin sisters and they're PhDs, and they wrote this book on cultivating positive body image. So I highly, highly recommend reading More Than a Body. It is fantastic um, and just so eye-opening in the ways that we've been influenced to think about our bodies and how we can change change the narrative and choose to cultivate positive body image for ourselves. So that was media literacy. Heading into our third characteristic that promotes positive body image, embracing a more diverse standard of beauty. And we kind of just were getting into talking about that. So 
here are some ways to cultivate a, a more broad conceptualization of beauty. So first, it's important to start to rewire our brain to perceive a diversity of weights, shapes, and appearances as beautiful. And I think one of the first ways to start retraining our minds to do that is to stop talking negatively about people and or ourselves who are not the ideal representation of beauty that we see in social media and that we see in beauty. I can think of almost no good reason to say a negative comment about someone else's body. I just, I truly can't. And not to say that I am perfect or that anyone can be perfect. Sometimes things come out that have been, you know, wired in our brains for so long. Maybe we're angry or we don't like someone. And those are the first things that come to mind when we're, we're angry or we're trying to say something mean. And, or, you know, I'm not saying we can be perfect in this pursuit. But I think being able to recognize when those unconscious biases are coming up and being able to say, okay, I, I just had this thought. Is this worth speaking? Is this going to help anyone if I say it? And is this going to bolster my attempt at creating positive body image for myself and those around me if I say this comment? Even if it seems like it's not harmful. If it's about someone's body and it's in a negative way and it's based on a <laughs> bias of societal beauty standards, then there's really no good reason to say it. And I think recognizing when other people say comments that have to do with something or have to do with someone's body that are biased toward a societal standard of beauty, that it's important to recognize that that's their projection of their own bias. You don't have to accept that comment and you can just leave it where it is. So again, that kind of goes back to the skill of creating not only a critical eye, but a critical ear with things that you hear as well. Okay. Secondly, how to continue to diversify it and make a more broad conceptualization of beauty is recognizing that what makes people beautiful is how they emanate their inner beauty rather than a specific appearance, right? And this kind of connects all the way back to the beginning when we were talking about that unconditional love and acceptance for your authentic personality. That's truly what makes someone beautiful, not their outside appearance. And I think we probably all have an experience with this that once you get to know someone, they become even more beautiful than when you initially met them. So think of your best friend. Think of what you think of when you think of your mom or your sister or your daughter. When you think of them and when you describe them and when you describe someone that you truly love and value, the first things that come to mind aren't <laughs> She has the best hair, or I wish I had her legs, or wow, her abs are great. <laughs> when you think of that person, you think of them as a whole. You think of them and how their inner beauty radiates from them. 
So recognizing that that's truly what makes someone beautiful. And I'm sure we've all had a reverse (laughs) experience as well, where someone might appear to be the picture of a societal beauty standard on the outside, and you get to know them, and their personality doesn't have a lot of good qualities that come with it, and that affects how you perceive them and and the way that you see their beauty. So people are multidimensional. What we see on the outside is just one very small aspect. So recognizing that what makes people beautiful is how their inner beauty radiates rather than a certain specific appearance. Also recognizing that comparison is a trap and beauty exists in many different forms. And again, seeking out diverse representations of beauty and rejecting societal beauty standards as the only worthy beauty. Okay, so that was all four of the characteristics that promote positive body image. Um, We started, right, with the belief in a higher power that creates each person to be unique, and then went back through unconditional acceptance from those who matter most, media literacy, embracing a diverse standard of beauty. And now we'll head into describing some of the characteristics that emerge from a positive body image. So these are things that are a result of cultivating that more positive body image, that are behaviors that you can start to see when you are are cultivating that positive body image. So characteristics that emerge from a positive body image. Inner positivity influencing outward demeanor, meaning that you can see yourself as a multidimensional person and what you love and value about yourself inside is reflected on the outside. And you know that and you know that other people can see that. Just like we were talking about how you think of someone that you love, other people see you that way. (laughs) And I think being able to recognize that and know that your inner qualities radiate and that other people can see those is such a fun and encouraging result from cultivating that positive body image. Another characteristic that can emerge from cultivating positive body image is engaging in self-care behaviors. This one's kind of like (laughs) a chicken and the egg to me, right? Because a lot of times the action has to come first before we get the emotional reward from that. But a lot of the characteristics that promote positive body image, those are action items in and of themselves, right? If we're choosing to build the skills that create that positive body image. So engaging in self-care behaviors, those are and should be a result of positive body image. And this can look different for everyone. And I think a lot of times when we see people who eat really, really healthy or work out all the time, we assume that that's coming from a positive body image. But many times people who are super, super consistent with those behaviors are a lot of people who continue to need to focus on creating that positive body image. So I think asking yourself and really taking a second to self-assess and see those 
I'm going to put them in quotes, quote unquote, self-care activities. Do those stem from a place of respect and honest care for your body? Or are they largely determined by either how you feel in your body that day or by some outside source telling you some piece of data about your body that day? So what I mean by that, if these behaviors are truly stemming from a place of self-care and self-respect. How you actually feel that day, as in you wake up and you're like, man, I feel great in my body today. I'm going to go work out. Or you wake up and you feel terrible in your body that day and you think you need to punish yourself by working out. If how you feel that day is largely is the big influencer on whether or not you participate in that behavior, I would argue that it's not coming from a place of self-respect. It's coming from a place of shame and trying to work your way into creating a positive body image by by eating a certain way or by trying to change your body via exercise. So if what you do that day and your quote-unquote self-care activities are largely determined by how you're feeling only in your body, then I would take a second to really assess where your body image is and, and how you can work on that. And specifically, cultivating the characteristic of knowing that your body is worthy and knowing that you're worthy based on what's inside, not, not on outside appearances. And then secondly, if those activities are largely influenced by an external factor, like you're stepping on the scale, and if the scale is down that day, then you feel good in your body. If the scale is up that day, then you don't feel good in your body and you choose to eat way differently or you choose to exercise for hours. That is something that is determining your behavior. Then again, I would argue that it's not coming from that place of positive body image and self respect, and there needs to be some work done in those areas. But if these behaviors truly are stemming from a place of positive body image and self respect, they are not going to be largely influenced by how you quote unquote feel in your body that day. They're going to be influenced by what you believe about your body and taking care of your body. Another characteristic that can emerge from positive body image is sharing or mentoring others about positive body image. So right, once something has affected you um, in a really potent way, typically we want to share about that (laughs) with other people. So this looks like you being a good influence to those around you when it comes to creating positive body image. And even back to the very first characteristic where we're talking about creating that environment of unconditional love and acceptance. Once you do that for yourself, you can do that for others as well. And I think that's a really beautiful result of being able to cultivate that body image. And lastly, or the last characteristic I'm going to talk about that can emerge from a positive body image is the ability to reframe anthropometric data as neutral or positive. So what we mean by anthropometric data, I think really the big one here is going to be your weight, but it can also be measurements and other, and I mean, honestly, it can even be 
medical data, like getting any type of blood panel reading and things like that. So being able to look at data points and see them as neutral or positive and not look at them as a way to determine your worth or your body's worth. And again, we talked about this a little bit in relation to, you know, seeing that number on the scale and having it vastly influence the behaviors that you participate in that day. When you have cultivated a positive body image, you're able to look at that data and detach your worth from that and know that it is just a data point. That's all. (laughs) That's the value that it has to give, right? It's just that single data point at that single moment in time. It has no reflection on your worth or your value. And you can take that data and use it to make informed decisions, but it doesn't have to hold any more weight than that. Okay, this (laughs) was a super in-depth topic and there's so, so, so much more that I could talk about in relation to body image, but this is such an important factor in being able to create a successful nutritional approach and create an overall healthful lifestyle because how we feel about our bodies and what we believe about our bodies is so important. And that can be affected by the actions we choose to take and the behaviors we choose to participate in. So I post about this topic pretty frequently on social media and I try to embrace and embody the things that I talk about. Um, Most of the time, in my stories as well. So if you ever want to chat about body image or you have anything to say, I'm mostly in my Instagram stories kind of talking about it being really (laughs) real about the ups and downs and how I'm feeling a certain, certain day or during a certain time. But again, I think it's, it's really important to talk about and, and also recognize that it's a continual work in progress. I don't think there's really ever any ending point because not only do our lives continue to change and circumstances continue to change, but our bodies change. (laughs) And so with different bodies come different struggles. You know, I'm not in the same body currently now at nine months pregnant that I was in nine months ago before I got pregnant. And I'm not going to be in the same body three months from now when I'm in postpartum recovery. So again, it is a continued work in progress, but building that foundation of the skill set that we can use to um, create positive body image is going to help us throughout all of these stages. So I hope that you were able to take some actionable items from this episode. And uh, if you feel inclined, please leave a review or shoot me a a message on Instagram or shoot me an email. Let me know what you thought about this episode. And I will be back next time with episode 12. But wait, (laughs) before you go, I'd love it if you'd share this episode with a friend who needs it. And to make sure we stay connected, find me on social media at hopewell underscore health, or for more information about my nutrition coaching services, check out my website, hopewellhealth.online. And always remember, you are smart, capable, and talented. You have what it takes. I'm just here to educate and encourage you along the way. Catch you next time.